conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life. Whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I am Reese. And I am David. And he is my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. Hey, Dad. Yes. What type of car would you want right now if you could have anything? Well, honestly, with gas prices the way they are, um, I love the car I have. I actually have your sister's car because she's in Korea. Yeah. And it gets great gas mileage. So thank you very much, Katie. Um, but to be honest, the car I would want would be something, uh, probably an SUV, something that's comfortable. I, I guess yeah. I'm a stage in life. I want comfort. I want a car that's quiet. Yep. And I want a car that it's nice to ride in. And yeah. I'd love a good sound system. I mean, that's kind of a given. But uh, if it's quiet, you can hear better. But so probably some type of nice SUV. It doesn't have to be a super expensive one like the, uh, what is it, the Kia Telluride. Those uh-huh. look good. I've heard good, good things ratings. about those. Yeah. So probably one of those right now. Okay. I'd say, uh, well, first off, I'm surprised you don't want a big old truck being yeah. from Mississippi. Well, I get that, but all my friends who have trucks right now are crying they with are. the gas prices. They're filling up for like over $100. Yeah, yeah. Filling I, up I was shook. Cause, just not driving anywhere. Yeah. I was shook because uh, literally the other day, for the first time, I spent $40 on gas. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, that's it's true. always been... Usually 35 is the most it ever happened. And I know I'm privileged to be able to say that, that, you know, $40 is the most I've ever had when you got yeah. these people with trucks filling up for $135. I know. I know. But I just, when I saw the four as the first number, I was like, no, no. I know. But it's painful. Very painful. Yeah. I mean, I'd say for me, even though this is kind of a basic answer, I would really like to have a Tesla, to be honest. Yeah. I, I know that they're quite expensive, but uh, I feel like as we go into the future and there gets more and more charging stations for them, mm-hmm. it's going to become super convenient. And plus, with the price of gas right now, I wouldn't be hurting at all. Yeah. I wouldn't have to worry about the $40 because I would have only spent $100,000 <laughs> to get a car. Well, and you know your your house electric bill would probably be a little high. I mean, a little bit, but, just uh, a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah, no, but they're they're cool cars. I could see that. Yeah, they're cool, and I don't know. I just I'd be interested in it. And if I didn't like it, I could sell it for a hundred thousand dollars, and yeah. then you know pay off a lot of a house bill. I think so many people like Teslas because of the old kit car from. Um, Oh, what was that TV show? Knight Rider? Knight Rider. Yeah. Because yeah. Tesla's kind of makes you think of a kit car, the did, way it's smart and does all this stuff. Yeah. Did that have David Hasselhoff in it? It did. The Hasselhoff. Yeah. I always think of the SpongeBob movie yep. whenever I think of David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so we've been in this relationship series for quite a few weeks now because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's one of the Biggest questions in most young adults' lives. I think so. Um, but the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about some of the most important aspects of a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. which is communication and then sex. Yeah, uh, those are two of the things that 
we either people like people don't think about those things very often or they think about it too much. Yeah. And so uh, this week we're going to cover communication. Mm -hmm. So as we go into this, this is kind of the lifeblood of a good relationship. And I want to know from your perspective, why is communication so important in romantic relationship? For most couples, communication is is really the the key to their intimacy. Mm. You can't. We don't mind meld. You know, mm -hmm. that's only in science fiction movies. Um, we have to say what we think. We have to say what we feel. Communication starts with you because if you don't know what you think or what you feel, you can't communicate effectively right. to your spouse, to your boyfriend or girlfriend. And, and so I think communication is key because communication is how you figure yourself out first. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people have problems. They don't know what they think or feel. They don't do the work on that. And then they wonder why they have communication problems with everybody. Right. I think you're right. I think a lot of people kind of are jumbled in mm -hmm. their thinking. Um, I, I gave this illustration to you last night to kind of illustrate for myself. Like sometimes I feel like my thoughts and feelings are, are like that one drawer in the house where you put all the cords yeah, in your house yeah. and like it eventually gets tangled and you just don't open the drawer. You just kind of avoid it. You just ignore it. But eventually you have to open the drawer, pull out this giant ball of like a mm -hmm. hundred wires yeah. and just start going through them one at a time. I feel like a key to communication is going through that process yourself. Because when you kind of uh, begin to kind of peel the pieces away and, and the layers and you move bit by bit and you begin to understand yourself, mm -hmm. you begin to understand, all right, this is why I feel this way. Yeah. This is why I think this way. Then you have, like you said, that foundation for communicating. And I think that's an underestimated part of communication because we only think of it as trying to say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. But in the first place, you've got to know what you want to say. You've got to know what you want. And that's that's something that evolves as far as, you know, we grow, we learn. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's one of the things. But it's being willing mm -hmm. to do that, to do that work, mm -hmm. to focus on yourself yep. um, in a way that, okay, this is what I'm thinking and feeling. And then communicating it to the other person, not bossing them or saying this is the way it has to be. Yeah. But just saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I would agree with that. But let's kind of get back into the, the nuts and bolts of this. Okay. What would you say are some of the best tips, the, some of the, the good keys for communicating? Yeah, I think one of the best keys, and it kind of goes with what we just talked about, is each person should be doing their own inward journey. Mm. And when I say that, um, you've got to deal with your luggage first. Mm. Everybody brings baggage into a relationship. And, and, and it's, I don't mean that in a bad way necessarily, but everybody has the way my family did this, the way my family communicated. And then the other person has the way their family communicated. Um, yeah. That's normal. But along with those things, sometimes people are carrying like a suitcase of pain, mm. a suitcase of anger. Trauma trauma, abuse. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and if we don't deal with those, that's a really big suitcase we're carrying into the relationship. Yeah. And so I think it's one of those things that now for me, I didn't start dealing with my stuff till I'd been married for a while already. Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't help the marriage. We worked through it, but it wasn't fun. 
I would yeah. have much rather dealt with it before I got married. Right. Then the marriage would have been a whole lot healthier at the beginning. Right. And I think that's a principle is that just like the key for a healthy life is a good foundation, the, the health of a relationship depends on the foundation of your personal health. Yeah. If you aren't well, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough to be in a healthy relationship. Uh, I would say, you know, a lot of times people get too focused on others, trying mm-hmm. to fix other people, trying yeah. to like, why does nobody understand me? Why yeah. does everybody say I'm like this? They don't get me. They, they, they don't understand what I'm going through. And, and we always try and lay blame on others. Yeah. We always try and, and change others to be more like us. But the first step of good communication is looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and ironically, when you do that, you can kind of set yourself free to where my identity isn't just how I feel. I'm yeah. more than just how I feel because I'm yeah. actually learning why I feel the way I feel. Well, and you figure out things about yourself. Why do I react this way? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Yeah. Sometimes it may be old pain, old trauma, things big or little that you've never dealt with mm-hmm. um, that you're bringing into the relationship. And you think, well, that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be. Maybe it's not healthy. Maybe your family dynamic wasn't healthy. You know, maybe yeah. your family taught you something that really is not a good way to do it. Yeah. And you need to relearn that Yeah. before you jump in and say, well, my family always did it this way. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they were wrong? Mm-hmm. What if it wasn't the best way to do it? Yeah. I think as kids, we just assume that our parents know everything. Yeah. It's just kind of an assumption you walk in with. But I remember you saying the other day that when you became a dad, you realized, like looking back, mm-hmm. your parents probably had no idea what they were doing because you had no idea what you were doing. Yeah. You know, so sometimes we can assume this is the way thing is, like things are. Yeah. And yet, it doesn't really have to be that way. That's just what people were doing. Yeah. You know, and we gotta we gotta work past that. So I agree with you. One of the mm-hmm. first keys to good communication is to kind of do that inner work. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, I would say that along with that inner work is is do those things where you figure out your own personality, yeah. your own type. Yeah. You know, things like the, the Enneagram or the DISC profile or learning love languages. Those mm-hmm. are all things that help you, one, learn yourself, mm-hmm. but also learn your partner or a potential partner. You know, like some people, let's say love languages. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a way of expressing and receiving love. Right. And so like if your love language is gifts, yeah, you know, then your partner knows if I buy you a gift, that's a great way to show love to you. Yeah. But another person's love language may be words of affirmation. Right. Well, that's different from gifts. You can still yeah. get a gift, mm-hmm. but they'd rather you say, hey, I think you're great. You did a good job. Things like that. When you know those things in a relationship, it helps a couple connect mm-hmm. because they're connecting the way like I'm showing my wife love in a way that she likes. Mm-hmm. And then she shows me love in a way I like. Yeah. And, and so once you know that, and then you know your personality, like yeah. the Enneagram, the disc thing, you kind of know yourself. This is why maybe I speak very frankly. Yeah. And then maybe why your spouse doesn't do that. And yeah. they kind of shut down. Well, a couple needs to figure that out or it's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah. And I like what you said about the love languages because... A lot of communication is doing work to be able to meet somebody where they're at. Mm -hmm. 
I think sometimes when we do personality tests, it's purely so we can understand ourselves and other people can understand us. Yeah. And that's good. It's yeah. good to be to be able to give other people clarity, mm-hmm. but it should be for the sake of giving other people clarity, not just for the sake of being like, oh, you're an Enneagram six. Yeah. I'm a one. Yeah. Us yeah. ones are so much better. You know, like yeah. that, that, that was a big thing when I was in college. Everybody had their Enneagram and they all talked about it. And it was like <laughs> the number one topic of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because everyone was like, well, I'm this. And, and you could tell everyone couldn't wait to say what number they were. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. wait to describe their, their flaws <laughs> and their strengths. Yeah. And that's not the point. Mm-hmm. When it comes to good communication, it's like, hey, where are you at? Yeah. You know, like not just, hey, my love language is words of affirmation, so you should tell me more. It is good to have that conversation, but your first priority should be what's your love language? Yeah. Is it quality time? Because if so, I want to spend more time with you. Mm-hmm. Is it acts of service? If so, let me clean the house. Let yeah. me let me fix your car for you, or whatever that may be. Yeah. A lot of it is about this mentality that underlies, mm-hmm. which says, I want to meet another person where they're at. Yeah. People can tell when you genuinely care like that. Yeah, and it's and it does bring good communication. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, so, any other tips before we move into the practical section of this? Yeah, I think um, understanding what a healthy boundary is. Mm. Uh, you know, in a relationship, couples should have good boundaries. And there's a book Henry Cloud wrote, uh, John Townsend Henry Cloud called Boundaries. It's a great book. Um, there's even a website, boundaries.me has all kinds of stuff, but it's, it's understanding a couple things in healthy boundaries. One, it's not all about you Mm -hmm. in your life. Relationship and communication is not just so you do a good job. It's, it's for y'all. And, and so like you said earlier, it's also about learning this stuff so you can give, so you can serve, so you can be better. Mm -hmm. Um, the stronger you are in yourself the better you can serve. Yeah. And that's where healthy boundaries, if you protect your health, your family's health, you're going to have a stronger family, you're going to have a stronger marriage, a stronger relationship. Those things don't happen by accident. Yeah, you're right. And and I would say that something that we have to keep in mind is you need to you need to make sure your heart's in the right place when you go into this. Yeah. Because there's a difference between serving somebody and then trying to take advantage of them mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. your things words of affirmation yeah well every time you give me what i want i'm gonna say something nice to you yeah. you know yeah. like yeah that's that's manipulative it is that's manipulation and and if our whole goal is to serve others if our whole goal is to make another person's life better in a romantic sense in a yeah. romantic relationship mm-hmm. we have to lay down this whole i'm gonna learn this person so i can get how they work yeah. and use it to my advantage and say, I want to learn how this person works so that I can show them love in a way that they can receive it the best. Yeah, and that, that gets kind of into the practical area. You know, it's a thing where when you go into a relationship, ask yourself, what what do I expect from this relationship? Am I just, you know, like we talked about earlier, just to date to date? Or am I looking to go serious in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Those are things you want to know up front. You want to communicate that up front so mm-hmm. there's not miscommunication. Where, you know, one person on the date thinks, oh, I'm going to marry you next week. And the other person is like, I may go out with someone else next week. Yeah. You know, that can be a problem. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Instagram and all of them love that because then everybody has drama and it goes nuts on there and everybody looks at their platform. But, you know, yeah. I think that's one of the things you want to look at, you know, communication wise. What do you want? How are you doing it? Um, because relationships are about mutual benefits. Yeah. 
I, I agree. And I think that's a big question people need to ask themselves mm-hmm. is, is am I, is this person all about me? Yeah. Or are they all about themselves? Yeah. Or is there a mutually beneficial dynamic to this? Yeah. Because when it comes to communication, you both have to have that mentality of serving each other. Because if one person doesn't, then it turns into a situation where one person gets taken advantage of. Yeah, and also if if one person always gives in to the other mm-hmm. and always lets the other have their way, yep. that's, a, that's a flag. We didn't cover that on the red flags, but it's... It, it means they're either hiding something mm-hmm. or they're trying to control passively. Yeah. And those are issues. You want someone who can give, but also can receive. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, if you're curious about red flags, yes. feel free to go back and listen to that episode of the podcast because we have a whole conversation about it. But you're right. I mean, I think, at least for me, I've seen a lot of this very clearly in older couples mm-hmm. when there's the husband that just sits on the couch yeah. And the wife that basically waits on him hand and foot. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and you're like, wow, she's so great. But it's kind of an unhealthy dynamic. Yeah. Because a lot of times the guy that's in that position can end up getting complacent or, or bitter or mm-hmm. agree with the self-centeredness. Yeah. And, and the, the woman, like if her husband isn't in the picture, she feels like she's lost her sense of purpose. Yeah. Because her identity was coming from serving. And that's not a good place to be. Yeah. So yeah. It with, shows a lot of unhealthiness overall. It does. Mm-hmm. And that's why when it comes to communication, you got to keep in mind, is this mutually beneficial? Am I serving their needs and yeah. they're serving my needs? Yeah. Because even if it's, you know, if you're the person that's getting all the receiving, it, it'll mess you up. Yeah. Because you have to be able to give as mm-hmm. well. Uh, any other practical tips for people? Um, I would say look at your own history of relationships. Yeah. You know, if if it's one of those, if everyone has a problem with you, mm-hmm. maybe you've got some issues to deal with. Yeah. You know, if every relationship you've ever been in has ended badly or there's been drama, mm-hmm. just that's something to look at. And I'm not saying beat yourself up with it, mm-hmm. but there's some reality to it. You want to look at it. What is the reality of drama? And maybe I have a little bit more drama than I realize. Yeah. I would agree with that. And it all kind of boils down to this. What kind of person are you? Yeah. Whether it comes to communication styles, whether it comes to realizing what you want, whether it comes to realizing with your beneficial, like, are you benefiting others or not? Mm -hmm. A lot of it (laughs) deals with self-reflection. It does. Which sounds weird because it's for communicating with other people. Mm Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if we are willing to walk through that journey of discovering, hey, what kind of person am I? Yeah. With the heart of communicating better, it can make romantic relationships so much better than they would have been. Yeah, it if, would be. Yeah, if you're both just all about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the more you grow in the knowledge of yourself, the better, the deeper, the more intimate relationships you can have with another person. If you stay shallow, if yeah. you think, well, that's doomed, I'm not going to do that then your relationships will only be so deep. They won't get that deep without that deepness that you should have by knowing yourself. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move into our question and answer segment of the day. So uh, this is a question that I assume is from our uh the importance of having fun in yeah. relationships. Okay. But somebody asked, you talked about having fun as a couple. 
my wife and I don't like a lot of the same things. What can we do? That's the question. Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of people are like that. Um, they, they don't have the same interest. You don't have to have every interest the same. I would look at it as a challenge to find mm-hmm. what y'all like doing as a couple. Yep. You know, it would be not a thing of you have to like everything, but find what you do like. Yeah. Like I heard a, a podcast today and it's this couple, they were talking about playing cards together. It mm-hmm. was like one of their favorite things to do. And, and they, were, they were having a question about how many times you should shuffle. And so this podcast went to a mathematician, and it was absolutely amazing and scary. Um, how many random things there are when you shuffle a deck of cards. Yeah. But um, that's something they do. And I think every couple can find those things, you know, whether it be movies, whether it be, you know, decorating, whether yeah. it be do it yourself. And I'm not saying everything has to be as a couple, but you need to have a couple things that you do that's yours. Maybe it's yeah. going to the symphony or going to shows or, I don't know, going out to eat, trying new restaurants, cooking together. I mean, there's, there's an endless list of possibilities. So start just going and trying. And I think yeah. that's where you may like something together you didn't even realize yep. you would like. I I totally agree with that. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd say the exact same thing. Look at it as a positive opportunity mm-hmm. to explore new things together. Yeah, Like you get to look at stuff that you haven't looked at before. And you might expand your horizons and you might discover a love for something you had no idea was even there. And yeah. I, I think that's such a good place to be because like cards... Cards is such a simple thing. Mm-hmm. And yet, if it helps you connect relationally, buy all the card games you want because yeah. you're investing in the most important relationship you got. Yeah, and it could, I mean, there could be puzzles. There could be, you know, murder yeah. mystery games. There's all kinds of things you can do. It's true. Like I, my wife and I uh, purchased a puzzle mm-hmm. and we did it and it was a lot of fun. But then we discovered like these thousand piece puzzles just take too long and we have to like leave it out. Yeah. And we didn't really have a place to do it. So we discovered that wasn't really our thing mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Like it was literally that barrier that stopped us from doing it. And uh, so that wasn't a failure. We just learned about ourselves. It's like, oh, if we're going to pick up a hobby, it needs to be something that's got a bit more of a clear start and stop point. Yeah. You know? And that's something I think as a couple also, especially young couples, that gives them an opportunity to have multiple mm-hmm. varied dates yeah. as they that's try a good things. point. You know, and so it gets you out of that, you know, dinner and a movie date. Yeah. You're, you're trying new things. This is our date night. Date mm-hmm. night, we're going to do a class on ceramics. Yeah. We're going to do whatever. You know, and you just find those things that, hey, this is kind of fun. We like this. Yep. I agree with that. Um, next question is, I'm out of college and working now, but I don't feel like an adult. When will I start feeling like one? Um, okay. The, the truth of the matter is... You never actually feel the age you are. Mm. You never feel like an adult. There's not this, well, let me put it this way. There's not that one moment where like all the light bulbs go off, the angels sing, a a light shines down from heaven, you are an adult. It just kind of happens. Yeah. Um, But you still, even as an adult, you're still going to feel sometimes some insecurity, some I should know more than I know. I'm not as far along as I could be. Or this is what you start doing. You know, when you're young, you want to get older. When you're older, people say they want to be younger. And it's not so much they want to be younger as much they sometimes wish they had done things differently. Mm. 
And the danger of that is you're always looking ahead or behind. Yeah. And, and so what you should do is live in the present. Mm-hmm. Understand where you're at. You know, if you're, if you're newly married, that's one season of life. If you're newly married with kids, that's another season of life. You may still feel like I'm scrambling. I'm not yeah. sure what I'm doing. But if you're present, then that's something where you're actually there. And, and that's really mm-hmm. a big thing of what being an adult is, is knowing this is my season and not trying to get too far ahead or stay in the past. Yeah, that's true. I love what you said about there's no like one moment where it just clicks. Yeah. Because I know for me, like a perfect example would be graduation. Mm-hmm. You think when you're in high school that graduation is going to be the biggest day. Yeah. You know, you're going to take all these pictures, you're going to do all this stuff. And in the end, you sit there, you listen to somebody talk, you walk across the stage, grab a piece of paper, and then you go home. Yeah. And you talk with your family. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's just a day. Same thing with like college graduation. You know, you've done all this work and you get to that moment. And really all that moment is, is just saying, you spent four years here and learned stuff. Good job. Good job. You know, and that's, that's the day. It doesn't feel like this, you know, hallelujah kind of moment. Yeah. You know, it's just a day. And, Mm -hmm. and life is like that. Uh, I would agree with you. Being a young adult, you know, Emily and I coming up on three years of marriage, I still, there's tons of things where I'm just like, I ain't got no idea what I'm doing. Yep. And people think I'm probably way more responsible than I am in some areas, you know, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you got it all together. And I'm like, yeah. nah, like here's six things that I need to work on. Yeah. And I have not, I haven't worked on one of them this month, yeah. you know? Uh, but like you said, enjoying the season, even though that may be the case. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is, is. You'll never have that moment where you feel like you know everything. Yeah, you're not going to have it all together. Yeah. And so don't even try. Just be your very best in the moment Mm -hmm. you're at and what you have to do. Well, final question. It's another one from Jonathan. And it makes a little bit more sense than the birds and the bees question from the other week. Uh, And it says this. When raising a child, how do you balance instilling your values into them and then letting them develop into their own person? That's a deep one. Yeah, that is deep. Um, I would say the first thing you want to do is your values should be the foundation of your home. Yeah. So it, it kind of is, it's not so much something, it's not like a catechism that you have to teach your child and they have to repeat back to you. Right. It's kind of, this is the way we do things. Mm-hmm. And I think you want to raise your children within your values. That's the atmosphere, the context of what you're raising them mm-hmm. in. So it's not so much... You have to, okay, I got to drill this into you. It's just part of who they are. It's like the air they breathe. You know, like yeah. if, if you say in our house, you know, we're going to serve God. Well, yeah. that's the atmosphere you raise them in. And it's not something that you have to tell them necessarily all the time. Um, and then the other thing is let them develop their own personality in that atmosphere. That's the key. Mm. You want to know your child's personality. You want to know what they're like. And so you become a student of your child. So you know how to raise them in the atmosphere of your home already. Does that make sense? I think it does. And let me say it back to you to make sure I've got this right. It sounds like one, which I think is very true and profound, that the number one way to teach values is by example, not by a class. Yeah. You know, you can go through all the classes, you can say all you want, but in the end of the day, your kid's going to replicate who you are, exactly. not what you say. Yeah. Um, and then number two, it sounds like you're talking about values as more of boundaries 
than they are a line that you walk. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, and you let your kid operate within those boundaries yeah. in a way that's healthy. So, like, you know, if one of your things is your value is following the Lord mm-hmm. and you live that out each day, your kid gets to walk in the boundaries of that, but they get to express that in a different way. So like their yeah. devotional life may not look like yours mm-hmm. or what they're involved in at church may not be what you're involved in at church, but they are going to be in that atmosphere Yeah. in order to make those decisions. You know, you could say the same thing with physical fitness. Like maybe they're not going to have the exact same exercise routine as you do. In fact, if they did, that'd be weird. Yeah. But you know, as they're discovering what they like, mm-hmm. you are stewarding that. Is that is that right? Yeah, and it is, and that's the that's the key. You're stewarding your child. So the the point of stewarding is is pointing your child in the direction that they're already bent. Yeah, it's not so much forcing them down a certain road. Right. Because when you're in living in an atmosphere, the atmosphere goes with you whatever road you're on. Right. Um, so what you do is create the atmosphere. And then they help. Then you help them discover themselves within mm-hmm. that atmosphere. So that road they go down, that atmosphere goes with them. Your values go with them down that road. Okay, so it's like the values are what they have, and it's expressed differently. Yeah, as they develop into their own as person. they yeah figure themselves out and learn themselves. Because okay. you want to give them that freedom within your home. Yeah, and not wait for them to only have freedom when they leave. That's good. Because that's when you have the discussions. That's when you help them understand their faith. Right. That's when you help them understand challenges, things like that. Yeah. It's in that atmosphere. So you want to give them some freedom in that atmosphere because that's how they grow and learn. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, Jonathan, you got your answer, man. And anybody <laughs> else that's looking for parenting tips, you can go ahead and record that whole section because that was gold. My goodness. I'm going to be taking notes of that myself. But that is actually the final question for the day. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. We're so glad you were here. Once again, if you have questions, feel free to email us at uh, the Hey Dad podcast at, wait, what was Questions it? at heydad.us. <laughs> I forgot my own thing. So no judgment for you guys. And then uh, at the Hey Dad podcast on Instagram. You can, of course, DM us or respond to one of the polls we throw out. Um, yeah. So... Guys, thank you once again for joining us and we pray you guys have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.